Hello, and welcome once again to Front and Center. I spent the last few weeks transferring over the client sites I host from an old server to a newer one with better speed and security. In the process, I was reminded of the potential hazards of development complexity that can sneak into the most basic of sites. While leveraging WordPress can make some problems trivial, it's also got equal trade-offs and stress points that show up at the least opportune moments. I'd left front and center for last, to give myself time to consider various alternatives for audio hosting, playback, and RSS generation. While the rest of that list is still cooking, I did decide to leverage a new tool while transferring between servers. Unlike many of the client sites, I decided to code front-end center's site in bespoke code rather than rely on a content management system. I'm the only one who has to worry about uploading content or adding pages, so the extra layer of complexity was something I gladly skipped. As the site has grown, though, each week's episode added additional considerations. First, make sure to move the oldest episode down the page. Is it an interval of five? Time to start a new page and amend links between them. So on and so forth. No, I'm not completely crazy. I did know this would eventually happen. Yes, I did it on purpose. There's a perverse sort of pleasure to be had in doing mundane, direct code work once a week, instead of worrying about how a given line of generalized CSS will scale up and affect multiple platforms of enterprise solutions. For all that, there does come a time when a little bit of automation and process is appreciated. Enter Static Site Generators. For those who aren't already familiar with the topic, let's start at square one. Static Site Generators have been growing in popularity for the last two or three years, but are far from a brand new idea. In fact, the whole goal of their end product goes back to the root of simple, old-fashioned web design. Many sites today are dynamic rather than static. WordPress provides a great example many will be familiar with. Instead of writing each page by hand, again and again, a dynamic site puts together the page content at request. Your server finds and assembles your head file, your footer file, the content stuck between them, and sometimes much more. While this is all super convenient for making big sites, I mean, who wants to update a navigation link 50 separate times for every small change? It does place some stress on your site. Because there's more work to do than just displaying a pre-written page, user load times will increase, and there are moving parts that are more prone to breaking. A common nightmare scenario would be too many users making page requests at once, and overloading the server or the database in particular. Now no one can request any pages at all, because the page builder behind the curtain ran screaming out of the server room. Static site generators acknowledge the benefits of dynamic site building, but reframe the process as a question of when. Rather than force servers and browsers to take the brunt of assembling pages each and every time they're requested, why don't we do that process a single time on the developer's machine? A static site generator is a process, often powered through our favorite word salad tools, Ruby, Node, Grunt, Gulp, and more, that happens before the code ever sees a live web server. When you save your header.html file in your text editor, the generator takes notice and springs into action. With that new code in hand, 
it flips through the other pages, posts, and content in the designated folder and sees what files will be impacted by the updated header file. It then recompiles those files with the new header code, saving you endless amounts of manual repetition. This process can be tweaked and customized to be as simple or complex as you want, but the end result is the same a simple, statically coded HTML website. You upload HTML, CSS, and JavaScript to your server, just like the legendary webmasters of yesteryear. No complex backend languages, templates, or server theming. Each page and its resources are pre-assembled exactly how you want them and optimized to be delivered quickly and efficiently. There are issues that mean static site generators aren't for every person or every project. They can be tricky for client work that you expect to hand off to non-technical maintainers. WordPress makes it easy for the sole owner of Mom and Pop Incorporated to go in and write a blog post in a Microsoft Word-esque environment. Static site generators generally require much more knowledge of using HTML, CSS, JavaScript, or other alternatives like Markdown to use effectively. With that knowledge, they can be even more efficient. Without it, they can be cryptic little puzzle boxes that do its owner no good. Some static site generators have popped up that attempt to handle that problem by either making specific tasks, like blog posting, accessible without technical skill, or adding in a localized mini-CMS to mimic functions like WordPress posts. While the efforts are valiant and steadily improving, many of them still require very deliberate and often complex advanced preparation. Trading WordPress for a desktop install of XAMPP does not a happy business owner make. Another issue is that, for all its faults, dynamic content does have some unique benefits over static content. Want to know the most popular article on your site, and have it automatically show up on the home page without your intervention? That's dynamic. A static page is just that. Static. If you want to feature a new article, in real time, based on user views, you're going to be sitting there, yourself, and amending that page by hand, constantly. Some amount of dynamic function can be emulated through careful use of JavaScript, but that quickly becomes a slippery slope. The instant your site becomes useless without complex and pervasive JavaScripting, you should seriously consider a dynamic solution. Both of these methods of development have their place and unique conveniences in the modern web. Being able to pick the appropriate tool is part of the challenge of working in the field. I'll be enjoying updating front-end center site via static generator, while still leveraging completely handwritten code and many different dynamic solutions elsewhere. No one said having more choices was an easy convenience. I'm still running the podcast questionnaire that can be found in the episode description or on fec.fyi. It's a very short set of questions, focused on the content and quality of the podcast, and what I can do to improve the experience. I greatly appreciate everyone who takes the time to fill it out. Until next week, thanks for listening. This has been Chris Lantizer and Front End Center.